Hi, I'm Rich Froelich, and welcome to the official Season 8, Year 12, Episode 64 of the Texas Radio Theater Podcast. There's really too much to talk about, not enough time. Uh, for example, you know we took a six-year break in between Rod Renegades. That was uh, Season 7. <laughs> Thank you for staying with us. If you were surprised to see our feed suddenly flicker to life, uh, uh, really, we appreciate you staying with us. Uh, there's so much material we can publish that I know we're only going to scratch the surface before we eventually get to year 13, season 9, in just a few short months. But before we get to this audio play, I just want to do a little housekeeping. This podcast is made possible in cooperation with the Radio Memories Network and Libsyn.com. It's sponsored and produced by RF Media, rfmediapro.com. So please check out our other podcast, This American Goofball, episode one of season two, has just been released. And it's an episode of great depth and quality uh, about performing in China, produced in less than one week. I know, that's insane. One more thing, it's a bit time sensitive in more ways than one. The podcast you're about to hear is our first bit of fan fiction. It's a classic Doctor Who adventure recorded live at the Grapevine Library in Grapevine, Texas, in cooperation with the British Emporium in Grapevine. And it's our latest live performance that was in 2017, in October. But it's soon to be our second latest because if you live in the North Texas area and you want to see slash hear us perform, we are presenting another Doctor Who production at the same location on Sunday, October 14th, 2018, called Doctor Who and the TARDIS Conundrum. That's October 14th, 2 p.m., at the Grapevine Public Library in Grapevine, Texas. Of course, we are playing last year's show right now as a teaser. Unfortunately, the audio quality suffers a bit from having a live ring modulator on stage because we had Daleks in the cast, and Daleks have no sense of humor and tend to ruin everything. So, <laughs> But it really wasn't. It's not that bad. It's pretty good. Um, it, it may be a little distracting every now and then, but understand it was a live recording of a live event and it was really fun and it was great to finally get to dust off our microphone snaps again so oh and one more thing be sure to stay for the end because we answer questions from the audience about the production another thing we've never really done before uh or at least not recorded it and it was super fun so without delay here is doctor who and the necessary evil <laughs> Galaxy. Doctor, wake up. We're lost. Lost? I think so. And you, you were dreaming. You were talking in your sleep about outer space. Outer space? No, Sarah. I was dreaming of my favorite British chocolates. Where are we? Hmm. We appear to be in a place called... Grapevine, Texas. A quarter of a century ago, it was invaded by a nomadic tribe of Brits who set up shop. Yes, in a world of icy cold beverages, these brave fellows came forth, boiled a kettle, and introduced the natives to hot tea. And biscuits. And sweeties. Hmm. 
I wonder where the lions are. Are there lions in Grapevine? Lion bars, more like. Oh. Well, what was that? Uh, as I thought. It's, it's the TARDIS's automatic jelly baby warning. <laughs> Confectionery levels are dangerously low. It's time to do a spot of shopping at British Emporium to replenish. Can't save the universe without a bag of my favorite sweeties in my pocket, can I? Come along, bring the basket. Okay, uh, the British Emporium. Oh, finally, a decent cuppa. And jolly decent prices, too. You get the bangers, hobnobs, sponge pudding, marmite, fish fingers, custard, and I'll find the jammy dodgers. And don't forget to treat for canine. The British Emporium. Grocery store to Time Lords with a sweet tooth and their tea-starved companions. Conveniently located in Grapevine, Texas, at 140 North Main Street in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. It's worth the trip from whatever planet you hail. Oh, well, look, Doctor. This screwdriver they've got for sale looks remarkably like yours. It's only a model. Looks like this Dalek. Shoplifters will be exterminated. Gallifrey is a dump. That's the home planet of a race of beings who call themselves Time Lords. Time meddlers is more like it. And the rules they have don't interfere here. Oh, but change this here, but not here. So inconsistent, hypocrites, all-powerful. But that all changed one day. Exterminate. 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 Amazingly efficient killing machines. Designed by a man who, had he been born under different circumstances, could have been a very successful Time Lord. Possibly even Lord President. You like what you see? Well, Davros, your new creations, the Daleks, are most impressive. This meeting is highly irregular. You say you are a Time Lord. I am. Perhaps then I should just kill you now. Perhaps what you say is some elaborate trap. A way for the rest of the Time Lords to stop what I've accomplished thus far. You are correct that they wish to stop you. As I suspected. But if you believe this was a trap, why did you agree to meet me? Because your race amuses me amuses you. What if I told you they'd already sent someone? Well, they will. You, perhaps? No, <laughs> not me. They wouldn't dare. Who? I'm too unpredictable. Who, then? It doesn't matter. He will fail. Or she. Of course, my Daleks will prevail. At first. What do you mean? Your Daleks will ultimately fail. Without my help. I detect some deception. Perhaps you've heard the expression, it takes one to know one? 
I like to think I live by it. Truth be told, we have rather a lot in common, you and I. Indeed. But you're sloppy. You think too small, and S I... Small? Small? My Daleks are designed to take over the universe! And they could. Indeed they could. But ultimately they won't. Unless we make one modification. Impossible. They are perfect. They are the supreme beings. I shall demonstrate. You call for us, Davros. We obey. Beautiful, aren't they? They are. Well, your offer intrigues me. A Time Lord such as yourself has knowledge of the future, of what will cause any Dalek defeat. Are you saying, then, you will accept my help? Yes, but on my terms. Secure the Time Lord to the brain scanner. We obey. I'm afraid this will hurt you a great deal, Time Lord. I think not. <laughs> <laughs> well done. But you merely destroyed two of a growing, automated army. Given time, you will be subdued. Your brain will be scanned and my Daleks will become unstoppable. And what's to stop me from... Shooting me as you did my Daleks? I should warn you that I am protected by a personal reflective force shield. These models were not... Should one of your beams hit it just right, you will be injured. Or worse. Possibly. But I will not submit to a brain scan. You cannot resist. Pointless. Utterly pointless. I thought I could come here to help you, but it's the same story with you as it is with your Dalek wind-up tin box army. Help? Why would a Time Lord willingly help me? I will not be tricked by your kind. There are hundreds, soon to be thousands of Daleks on the other side of the door, programmed to obey me, and it will not take them long to break in. I'm afraid you are your own undoing, and I am not just a Time Lord. I am the Master. What? Well, what are you attempting? Simple matter, Transference. Oh, you cannot leave. This room is secure. Security is an illusion. I could explain it to you, but we haven't the time. You cannot succeed. Oh, but I have. What have you done? Oh, you noticed, did you? The pressure is decreasing. Your blood is slowly beginning to boil in your veins. Not good for most species, is it? Not good at all. Pity this room wasn't designed to be... in space. Space? That's where my TARDIS is. And this room is now floating next to it. Thank you for our meeting. So sorry it didn't work out the way I planned. Ta. The Texas Radio Theater Company, in cooperation with the British Emporium and the Grapevine Public Library, present Classic Doctor Who, Doctor Who and the Necessary Evil, written and directed by Richard Froelich.
you're going to Brighton. No. No, it isn't. You aren't concerned? No. You want one? Oh, no thank you. I've had enough jelly babies for now. Pity. So, where are we? By the looks of it, Scarrow. A model civilization, if I ever saw one. They were brought to the brink of annihilation. And at the very last moment, peace broke out. Overnight, it was as if they forgot why they were fighting. They destroyed all of their war machines and have lived in peace since then. No war at all? Shh. Shh. Is that an alarm? Yes, and a very serious one. For what? No time to explain. We should get back in the TARDIS right away. Doctor? Yes? It's gone. The TARDIS took off without us. Well... How? These things happen. But without the TARDIS, we're stranded. I suppose we should make our way to the nearest city, then. Come on, now. But what happened? How did it happen? Most likely a recall circuit. The TARDIS is... Probably back at Gallifrey. Very odd. It was the first circuit I disabled. But if it was disabled... The TARDIS has a mind of its own, you know. It must have been very serious for the old girl to repair it and leave like that, don't you think? I don't know, Doctor. Of course you don't. But that's all right. Will it be back? Back? Back. Oh, yes. Of course. Of course, Sarah. Uh, Best we get moving and... Find out why we're here. Well, why are we here? Great minds have been asking that question for centuries, Sarah. All I can think of is, always do what you're best at. And what's that? Oh, discovery, (gasps) investigation. Interfering? Yes, that too. Hmm. Let's go. After you. Nice day for a walk, don't you think? You'd never know this planet was nearly destroyed by thermonuclear war a thousand years ago. A thousand years ago? Give or take. Oh, uh, I don't know. Suddenly all the TARDIS units are recalling. I'm going to need a lot of help down here with processing. Copy that. Did we initiate the recall? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, my recall board's clean. Listen, Control, I'd have to get started processing the teams right away. Everyone's stuck in their TARDIS until we get them open. Copy that. You'll have some help soon. Control out. Here. Hello. All right, then. You're, uh, you're first. Oh, thank you, technician. Somehow my TARDIS got diverted back to Gallifrey. Can you disengage the recall? Uh, don't think so. Everyone's TARDIS has been recalled. Everyone's. And I don't think they're going anywhere until we figure out why. Is that so? Oh, yeah. Um, survey team identification number, please. My survey team identification number, I... I, um... <clears throat> I'm afraid I forgot it. You forgot. <sighs> well, then, what was your uh, temporal spatial coordinates and the number of team members? Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, let me get that for you. Here you are. Weapon discharge detected in TARDIS Hangar 5. Security detail to TARDIS Hangar 5, Priority 1, Alpha 1. This is 
<sighs> I suppose I'll be spending some time on Gallifrey after all. So inconvenient. So very inconvenient. <laughs> Attention please, all processing crews to the TARDIS hangars and processing centers immediately. So how many TARDIS units were recalled? All of them, Castellan. Is that possible? Technically, yes, but never instantly. The TARDIS will usually wait for the survey team to secure themselves. This kind of recall is unprecedented, and it wasn't initiated by us. That's very troubling. Were Time Lords stranded? We estimate about half the teams were stranded, and until we process all of them, we won't know for sure. Another thing I want to show you. We found this technician dead after he opened the first TARDIS. Here's the security vid. The Master! That's who I thought it was, too. With the Master on the loose, there's no limit to the damage he's liable to do. I must inform the President at once. We also found an old Type 40 TARDIS with a malfunctioning chameleon circuit. Blue police box from Earth? Yes. That's the Doctor's. Was he there? We found it empty, Castellan. So he must be stranded somewhere. And we could have used his help. We know where he is. On Scaro, present standard time. Scaro? Of all the insignificant places in the universe, what was he doing there? Not much, we can assume. Doesn't seem like him. Can we bring him here? Whatever brought the TARDIS units back is preventing their use. All the TARDIS units are locked in shelter mode. That also means the Master cannot leave. Double up the processing of the survey teams and I'll lead the effort to search for the Master. I fear he may be responsible for this entire situation, but he'd be the last person to tell us. Yes, Castellan. Attention, attention, all active and inactive TARDIS processing teams are ordered to the TARDIS centers and processing centers immediately. All leaves are canceled. There it is, the Museum of War. But you said Scaro was peaceful. It was, but before that, the two dominant powers on Scaro had been fighting each other for hundreds of years. Uh, they were actually two different species, the Khaleds and the Thals. They were very similar to one another in appearance, but not compatible genetically. So naturally, each one fought the other for dominance. It nearly cost them the planet. According to the history, the Khaled race had an upper hand. They were about to destroy the Thals completely. But shortly before that, the Khaleds just stopped. Weeks and months went by without the final shot the Thals were expecting. Then they sent a group to the nearest Khaled fortification and found the Khaleds were just as confused as the Thals. The Khaled leadership was gone. The war was over. Well, the museum looks deserted. Probably. Let's go inside. Uh, Doctor, wait! Hmm. Not even a donation kettle. Well, this gallery is enormous. But the time periods are all mixed up. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. The Battle of Scaro. All these weapons were used simultaneously. Swords next to laser blasters. Bows and arrows next to cobalt bombs. Well, what is this one? It looks like a pepper pot with... Various things sticking out of it. These? Nobody knows. Thousands of these odd machines were found. 
Thousands of these odd machines were oh. found. Are, are you all right, Doctor? You look pale. Nothing. I'm all right. Where was I? Oh, yes. Not even the collared people at the time knew what they were. They were probably some kind of advanced weapons system, like a miniature tank. But their purpose and function were lost to antiquity. A few were put in this museum, the rest destroyed, and the two species joined hands and rebuilt the planet into what it is today, a testament to peace and cooperation and luncheon. Oh, I've got a strange feeling about this machine, Doctor. Don't be silly, Sarah. You've never been to... been to... Doctor? You don't look well. I don't know. It feels like I should know more about this weapon. It seems so familiar. I think I know what you mean. It's like when you look at something, but you look away and you see something completely different out of the corner of your eye. Yes. And the fact that we have no TARDIS doesn't make me feel better about it. Wait a moment. Wait just a moment, Sarah. Wait? What's the matter? Something very serious. A feeling that not only have I been to Scarrow before, but there, that we have been here together. You and Anne and, and Harry. Harry Sullivan? Oh, I don't remember it at all. Are you sure? I am. The trouble is, even though I know the history of this place, how it's a model civilization, I have a faint sense that it's completely wrong. Like deja vu? Not quite. Maybe the opposite. A feeling that something's missing. Something is seriously missing. Like you're dreaming. If I could only get to the TARDIS and do some checking. But... Maybe we can try the next best thing. Doctor, get off that exhibit. Why not give us a hand? I will not help you move that machine from the exhibit. It's part of the museum. Someone will notice us. No one of any importance, Sarah. The one thing you should know about Scarrow is it's the quintessential example of how interspecies peace and cooperation works. Nowhere else in the universe is as harmonious, and therefore nobody comes to this museum but tourists. They have no interest in war. Oh, oh. oh it's so awful looking. Too bad all instruments of war aren't as obvious. There. I've removed the top. Oh, my. Oh, Dear, it's hideous. A mammothite creature. Poor thing, completely ravaged by radiation. A, a, a mutant of some kind. It appears that Scarrow actually had three species. The Collids, Thals, and these creatures. I can't even bear to look at it. I think I know what it is. It, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's... it's... <laughs> Yes, Hazon. Myself, Technician Digby, were working in the Master's TARDIS. We were trying to find out its last location. Did you? Well, we did, but when I first left to tell you, you were in a meeting, so I, I went back and found Digby dead. I heard. No doubt the Master is to blame. So tragic. I hate to admit this, but if we can't find the Master, my second wish is for us to allow his TARDIS to leave. Where was his last destination? 
He had an encryption, uh, but we broke through. It, it was Scaro. Then Scaro holds the key to this mystery. I must talk to the President and Lord Chancellor. Go fetch a time ring from the vault and bring it to us in the Matrix of Time. Yes, Castellan. My movement is impaired. Don't worry, Sarah. It's still inside the exhibit enclosure. Glad you didn't pick that one to open up. Yes. Who are you? I am a Dalek, master race of Skyrim, created by Davros. I have been in hibernation for approximately 26.27 terabytes. My hibernation ceased when my system detected a distress beacon from another Dalek. Who are you? I'm the Doctor. And this is Sarah. 26.27 terarels. Impressive. A terarel? It's a colored unit of time based on a rel. By your measurement of time, it's uh, approximately a thousand Earth years. Well, then you were right. You say that as if it surprises you. Did you hear that, Dalek? She doubted me. You destroyed the other Dalek unit. I most certainly did not. You have a sonic screwdriver? Oh, this old thing, yes, well, but the fellow inside was already dead when I opened it. You killed the Dalek with it? It's not a weapon, it's a screwdriver! Investigating, my movement is impaired, my movement is impaired. You said that earlier. You will assist me, Doctor, you will obey. Is that how your species says please? Don't let it out, Doctor. I hadn't planned on it. Your assistance is unnecessary. Move away from the disassembled Dalek. Of course, be my guest. Analyzing. Unit has been deactivated for 26.2765437 terarels. Hibernation malfunction. Analyzing. The creature known as Sarah does not have sufficient lifespan to be the cause of destruction. Analyzing. The creature known as the Doctor does. Now wait a moment, Dalek. Just because someone can do something doesn't mean they did it. It is clear you are an enemy of the Daleks. You will be exterminated. Weapon malfunction. Weapon malfunction. It wants to kill us, Doctor. It appears that way, doesn't it? Isn't this the usual thanks we get? I'm getting tired of it. The Doctor will wait here. Maintenance protocols in place. Temporary hibernation mode initiated. Powering down. Wait here to be killed? Exterminated. Yes, that too. Well, let's get out of here, Doctor. To where, Sarah? The TARDIS is gone. We've discovered a part of Scarrow's dark past, a Dalek. A creature neither one of us has ever seen before in our memories, but we both know we should. And this. This appears to be its weapon. What do we want with its weapon? Oh, I don't know. A souvenir? There. 
Why are you giving it to me? We don't want it to use it, do we? No. And now, we wait for our Dalek friend to wake up and ask us some more questions. No, it will probably take a while. We should probably find some lunch. Come along, Sarah. Since the Khalids and Thals stopped fighting, they learned to express themselves in the culinary arts. What? Come along, Sarah. Not a moment to lose. Is the time ring ready? In a moment, Castellan. We need to get the time and coordinates just right, or it will cause a severe electromagnetic discharge to anything in contact with it. I was using time rings since before you were nearing your second generation. Forgive me, Castellan. It will be done in three microspans. Inform me the moment it is. tasted food like that. It was amazing. Who knew? Well, I did. Stop it. If you think collard food is good, wait until I take you to a Thal restaurant. They have noodles that gently effervesce the choice of your flavor the moment they touch your tongue. Mm. Do you think we'll be here that long? Frankly, I don't know. But while we're here, we should make the best of it. I'm sorry, Doctor. I know you're trying to make the best of a horrible situation. Well, it's not that horrible, I hope. Doctor, Sarah, I am online, self-diagnostic initiated, scanning. Diagnostics complete. Emergency, where is my weapon? You will tell me. Oops. I think I left it at the restaurant. How clumsy of you! How clumsy of her! Don't you think, Dalek? Perhaps we should go back and fetch it for you. Do not move! Do not move! What are you going to do about it? You will obey! You will obey! Sarah, have I ever been known to? Never. Then my answer is no! Doesn't look like he took that very well, did he? No, he literally exploded. Self-destruct, perhaps? Some creatures have no sense of humor. Hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, hello. Here's the trouble. A time ring from the Time Lords. Too bad for the Dalek, whoever planted it was rather sloppy. Did you say time ring? Uh, yes, I know. It's more like a massive time bracelet. Uh the Time Lords are very good at exaggeration and understatement. So, are we saved? Well, it's from Gallifrey, so there's no telling with that lot. Well, it doesn't look like we have a choice. They're very good at that, too. Here, Sarah, take my hand. I'll touch the time ring and... Oh! Oh, oh! No, no, uh-oh, I had landed on a roller coaster! It's a bit like jumping off a cliff, isn't it? Oh! oh. Is this Gallifrey? No, it's more like a waiting room for the whole time ring. Hello, Doctor. Castellan. What did you do with my tarts? I suspected you were interfering with my life again. What is it this time? Nothing. We did nothing. I don't believe you. One moment everything is running normally, then suddenly all the TARDIS units recalled themselves to Gallifrey, whether the teams were ready or not. Like mine did. The TARDIS units all did it on their own? 
Yes. So this isn't some trick to lure me into doing some dirty job for you? Well, I'm afraid we all need to work together on this one. And you're the only one on Scaro. <coughs> oh, Castellan, meet Sarah. Sarah, Castellan. How do you do? Well, I've been better. Glad I didn't get sick from that journey. My apologies. Time rings are a bit clunky compared to a TARDIS, but they get the job done. You'd better get to the point. Of course. You must travel back in time here on Scaro, back to before the end of the war and find out what happened. You don't want me to just find out, do you? No. The master is involved. Is he? We suspect the society we point to as an inspiration for interspecies peace was not what our current reality was built on. Are you suggesting he changed a fixed point in history from utter annihilation of a planet to one of peaceful coexistence and harmony? Precisely. He's more diabolical than I ever gave him credit for. We believe the timeline has deviated so drastically that all the TARDIS units are for lack of a better word, in pain and inoperative. The temporal matrix itself is offline and recalibrating. It's very serious. And the longer it remains unbalanced, the longer the situation becomes permanent, possibly leaving the Time Lords without... Without time travel. Yes, that cannot be permitted. Indeed. And it's getting worse by the moment. We can barely keep the single time ring operational. You need to find out what the Master did on Ancient Scaro and reverse it. I shudder to think what you're asking me to do, especially if it involves these machines. You're the only Time Lord on Scaro. It has to be you. We can monitor your progress. Once everything is set right, we will bring you back to Gallifrey and your TARDIS. And there's a chance that none of us will remember what transpired. That's what happens when you fiddle with fixed points. Yes. Well? Oh, oh, not again. So much for a briefing. Keep your knees loose, Sarah. You must obey. You must obey this door. that way, doesn't it? Oh, no. Oh, oh, this feels different from the time being. It is. And it's very bad. Where'd the walls go? We're in space, Sarah. And I suspect the force field that moved the room up here is about to fail. And if pressure can't be maintained, you will die. Oh, oh. Low gravity, Sarah. Grab a hold of my scarf. There you are. Now hold yourself behind this piece of equipment. More importantly, the pressure is slowly decreasing. What about the time ring? Can we use it to escape? No, but hold on a tick. I can buy us some time. This thing should have safety protocols, including its own wide beam force field. In case of situations like this, just need to widen it a bit. Polarize the resistivity, so to speak. There. The time ring force field is keeping in the pressure. It's still low, but at least it won't be decreasing any longer. Someone's coming. Someone's coming. That voice. It's the master. Ta. Is he the one Castellan was speaking of? Oh. Yes. Doctor? How exciting. Small universe. 
I was just passing through. New body. Hmm. Suit you. Less of a dandy. Looks like that scarf would be helpful in zero-g. It comes in handy. You, you can't possibly be here to save Davros. Davros? The one who created the Daleks. Have you been sleeping during lessons again? Ah, yes. Davros. Not sure. Um, is that what you're doing? Jelly baby? No, thank you. Hmm. So, you're saying I need to save this Davros character. Hmm. You won't have the chance, but if you did, it would give me immense pleasure to know that you would ensure the existence of a person who may be the most evil mind ever to live in all the universe and all of time. Amazing compliment coming from you. I'm not evil, Doctor. I'm free. You could join me. Destroying the embodiment of evil sounds right up your street. Why would I join you? Watch out, Doctor. He's got a weapon behind his back. <laughs> oh, they're burning! <laughs> what just happened? The laser blast bounced off your time ring, scattered at, and hit the master. His... Oh, he's gone. Are you all right, Doctor? Yes, I'm fine. I'm afraid the force field won't be up for much longer. We need to get in that room. What about the master? He looked burned to a crisp. That weapon was meant for you, and now he's probably getting away. Then let him. Come on, then. Let's look inside. Careful you don't float out of the field. Uh, oh, oh. Look. A man in some kind of a mobile chair. It looks like those Daleks a bit. From what the master said, I'm, I'm guessing that's Davros, their creator. Oh, he's unconscious. The time ring field is collapsing. He's probably already got a bad case of the bends. So we need to rescue him? Perhaps. But if he created those things, what am I bringing to the universe? Nobody knows what a Dalek is now. What will happen if we save him? How many of them will he make? The Time Lords know what they're doing. Do they? They may only be doing what it takes to stay in power, taking the easy road rather than the harder one. But in our case, we have no choice because I'm not prepared to sacrifice you to foil their grand plans. We both need to hold the Time Ring and I'll grab his hand. Uh, oh. All right, uh, Castellan, if you can hear me, Bring the three of us back to the surface of Skaro, from where this room came from. Oh, this is the worst way to travel. Oh, look at the surface. Oh. And you can breathe in now. Total intruder, Davos. Davos is returned. What are your orders? Davos, we have orders without orders. Command us. We obey. We obey. Castellan! Castellan, bring us back to our TARDIS! Typical. The time ring is not working right now. We can't get back to Gallifrey. What do we do? Let's get out of here quickly. Move! Oh, you don't have to tell me twice! You must destroy... Destroy the Thals! We obey. We obey. I knew my Daleks would save me. I knew it. Everyone else will pay for this. Any civilization that doesn't bow to the Daleks will crumble! We obey. 
It's all very complicated. It has to do with where we landed and when we landed. We just have to get to where, and the TARDIS will drift back and meet us when. Oh, so don't worry. Exactly. I'm all right as long as we're far from those Daleks. That's the spirit, and I'm sure we landed just up this hill. You said that at the last hill. You don't really know, do you? No, I don't. Uh, But I have a good feeling. And my feelings are the best in the universe. Just ask anyone. Just up this hill. Just up this hill. See? Nothing. Or was it the next hill? Doctor, this looks so different than the Scarrow where we first landed. It's the Scarrow from at the end of their war. Oh, wow. Are are those missiles being launched from the Caliphate? Looks that way, Sarah. This is what the Master prevented. The beginning of the end of Scar. This is where their future changed. It will never become the Scar we experienced. And it never can be. Oh, look, Doctor, the TARDIS! Not a moment too soon. Let's get in. Oh, wait a moment. What is it now, Doctor? Where's the time ring? I I thought you had it. Even though it was broken, we must go back and find it. Oh. With that kind of technology. Oh. The light! Oh, it can't be a nuclear explosion, can it? Falls must have immediately launched a counterattack. Oh, shouldn't we be burned to a crisp? That's got to be a dozen hydrogen bomb explosions stretching all the way to the horizon. The TARDIS force shield is protecting us for now. Oh, I see how everything around us is burning. Quickly, get in before the massive shockwave hits. I wonder how much of this we'll remember. I wonder. You've been listening to The Doctor Who and The Necessary Evil, a classic Doctor Who audio play presented by the Texas Radio Theater Company in cooperation with the British Emporium and the Grapevine Public Library. It was written and directed by Richard Froelich. And it featured the voice talents of David Novinsky. Jelly Baby. Lois Lefwich. Oh, thank you. Reg Platt. I am the master. Larry Groby. Supreme master of the universe and... Oh, I forgot to, I shouldn't have worn red as the technician. Ken Rainey. I was as on. And at Dalek. And of course, Donna Saffron. Attention, please. <laughs> Live sound effects provided by Larry Groby. And me, Ken Rainey. 
Oh, I'm sorry, did I skip you? Brian Douglas. Forget me. Forget me. He's the best one. Thank you for listening to this Texas Radio Theater production and have a very pleasant afternoon. I, I could. I don't know. Is this up? Yes. Um, right in front. Oh, well, that's <laughs> took us that that took us about as much time as as putting the uh, rehearsals together. It's not up, but yeah, we're using a garage band right now. But back in the 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 radiophonic workshop, BBC radiophonic workshop, there's something called a ring uh, diode modulator. Ring modulator. What happens is. You're essentially taking a, a signal and you're modulating it with another signal. And the way they do it with uh, electronics is it's a, it's a diode ring and it's uh, basically three audio transformers. And what it does is it modulates a microphone signal to go through here and then you'll just send another signal and it will either vibrate it or whatever. You could, you could play a song and then it would modulate it. So that's simply how it was done. I'm sorry? Where? I got one in the back there. Is that who you mean? Oh, oh right in the front here. Oh my gosh. Okay. I know. Uh, that's a good question. It all all has to do with the, your creative process. But physically, it probably took me about two weeks to write the first draft. To write the first draft. Right. Yeah. Well. I'm not telling you about all the stuff that went up up here. I had to come up with the, the, the idea and then just kind of let it gel. A lot of people can write differently. I think Stephen King, he was amazing. He could write thing in a fortnight. But, you know, it takes a little bit of time to... The stuff that's going on up here is still going on. Yeah. Anyhow, everybody has a different way of, of uh, letting their creativity come out. And uh, it, I have to give credit to these folks right here because what I wrote the first time is a lot different than what you heard, and it's for the better. It's for the better, uh, you know, and that's, that's when you're doing something, uh, when you're performing it out, it's great to have such collaboration. a collaboration. All these people right here, all these actors were vested in their characters, so a few of them stood up and said, my character wouldn't say that. <laughs> over oh. <and> over <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll let you in on a... Lo Lois, did you want to say anything about this? Actually, I'll let you in on a secret. I wrote it as if it was from the 70s, and if you remember back then, women's roles weren't as um, meaty. <laughs> she screamed a lot, you know, and of course, after Sarah Jane Smith was, anybody remember that? Wonderful, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, No, it wasn't Joe. It was the, uh, I can't remember her name, but she was, Thank you, Leela. See, couldn't remember her name. I knew what she looked like. <laughs> Everybody knows what she looked like. <laughs> Anyhow, but see, so essentially we got through about, what, half the script, and every other word she said is, what is it, Doc? Yeah, here. What? Well, I would, I almost said when we were leaving. Um, yes, I noticed that I was doing this a lot. <laughs> we go, 
is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? No. So he gave me some actual, you know, ability to look at something and see what it was, and actually then say that. And it wasn't intentional, but it sure was obvious when we were reading it through, and that was one of the biggest changes in the script was was being able to make Sarah Jane Smith really probably what she more was what Sarah was more like on the series, what we all remember her as, as being a good companion to the Doctor, as as being a and good foil. Delicious. Oh, jelly babies, absolutely. <laughs> Probably, yeah, it, it, it varies per who, who the script, but for me, it was two solid weeks of writing, you know, back and forth. And then these folks were invaluable in giving you the, the finished product. Any other questions? In the back? We've done conventions in the past. Um, we're just coming out of cybernation right now. It's a little rusty. <laughs> but yeah, that's something that, that could be in the future. Are you, are you offering? <laughs> do you know people? You know, we do weddings. Yeah. We do weddings. Like, oh, one person at a time. Oh, Generic Radio does convention. Generic Radio, which is a similar group, does FenCon and several of the other conventions. Any other? I guess not, Ben. Oh, I'm back, back there. Okay, full disclosure, this is our first Doctor Who episode that we ever did. And you'll never forget your first Doctor Who. <laughs> Thank you. No, Tom Baker was my first Doctor Who, and it's, it's just I grew up with Tom Baker as the Doctor. He also had, was I don't know if he had the longest tenure, but I'm sure you all can answer that. Um, it was just, it was, it was something that, in fact, people I sent my script out to, to critique as I was writing it said, I hear Tom Baker's voice. You know, so it was, it was really nice to be able to do that. Um, but you have done other sci-fi. We have done other sci-fi. Uh, we have a couple of our, you go onto iTunes and search Texas Radio Theater. Texas Radio Theater. No, I, I don't have that one potted up. Uh, never mind. So, it's an audio term. Uh, yes, on iTunes, we, we have Cliff Proton. We have a couple of other ones. We did a Flash Gordon uh, recreation. Texas, <laughs> Texas Radio Theater Company. <laughs> TexasRadioTheater.com is our website, and you just search for it on iTunes. We have like 70 shows on there right now. They're a little clunky because I did it like they're the last time I touched that it was five years ago. So yeah, we were podcasting before podcasting was cool. So it, it sounds that way. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. We enjoyed having you as an audience, and we hope you really enjoyed the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And have a very pleasant afternoon. <laughs> okay, that's about it. Uh, definitely more to come on our podcast. Again, we perform another Doctor Who adventure, The TARDIS Conundrum, on Sunday, October 14th at the Grapevine Public Library. Admission is free, so come out and see us if you can. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber. And remember to watch more radio.